Well, I'll tell you what, we are in part two of our series, part two of our series, 21 Days of Prayer. And uh, 21 Days of Prayer, it's the, best, it's the best way to kick off the year. And I said this in, in, early on um, in, the, in the first service, is that when I read Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6 tells me this. What does it say? It says, it says that, um, where is it? <laughs> it tells us that, that we do not, our enemy is not flesh and blood. Which tells me that our enemy, your enemy, is not your next door neighbor. Okay, that's not your enemy. Your enemy is not the person who cut you off on the, on the way to church and you forgot you are going to church for a moment. That person is not your enemy. Your enemy is not your wife or your husband or your children. Your, your enemy is not even your boss at work. That's not your enemy. That's good work. <laughs> Our enemy is not flesh and blood. But it's the devil and his schemes. Come on, and we need to begin to tell the devil not today. And then Paul begins to go on, and he begins to, 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 to bring this argument, uh, to bring this, uh, this discovery a bit more, it goes a bit deeper, and he says to us, put on the armor of God. Come on, our enemy is not, a, not, it's not flesh and blood, but you've got to put on the armor of God. And he goes on, put on the shoes of readiness, ready to take the gospel, put on the belt of truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit. But, and he says this, now once you've got your armor on, this is what I want you to do. And he, and he says this in verse 18. He says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions for all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the believers. And, and Paul says this, once you put your armor on, pray. And you gotta understand something, your prayer is powerful. When you put armor on, you don't put on armor to sit down, right? When you put on armor, you're ready for battle. Our prayers are not meant to be silent. Our prayers are me not meant to be passive. But when you put armor on, you're ready for battle. And what's amazing is that the victory has already been won. So we go into a battle with a victory that's already been won. But we keep on fighting. And some of you need to begin praying. You need to be praying for your children. You need to be praying for your parents, your friends. You need to be praying for yourself, for health. And never stop praying. Come on, let's not be passive. You know, the Bible never told us to be quiet. God didn't tell us to be silent. He told us to be still, but He didn't tell us to be silent. He didn't tell us, oh, now I've got my armor on, I can just sit down and be comfortable. When you've, got, when you've got armor on, it's not comfortable. Have you ever put armor on? I put some armor on and it's not comfortable. In fact, um, <laughs> Kat put some of that armor on today. We've got some, actually, someone gave us some armor and she couldn't even lift the shield, it was so heavy. But it meant that we're supposed to be ready for battle, ready for 21 days of prayer. Now today's message is not your normal message. In fact, you're not even gonna hear a message from me. This is different. If you come here for a sermon, you're not gonna hear a sermon in the way that you thought you're gonna hear it. Well, you're gonna hear it through an interview that I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this morning. But if you wanna hear a traditional sermon, there's a great sermon next week, so come again next week as I wrap up 21 days of prayer. Don't, I'll tell you, God's put something on my heart that I really wanna share with us next week, but I've gotta hold back, I've gotta hold the horses. And, uh, but I'm excited to, to, to hear God's word through an interview this morning. So I would like to call up uh, Phil and Ruth, who are missionaries from the Philippines. Are they around here somewhere? Yeah, they're over there. Fantastic, come on up. 
Fantastic. Come on up. So good. Have a seat. Now, what, what you got to understand about Phil and Ruth, they're, they're missionaries from the Philippines, and, and they're part of a uh, missionary uh, organization called OMS, One Mission Society. Now, One Mission Society is a, is a mission group that we partner with as a church. And for the last, uh, I forget how many years we have been, we've been, we've been, as a church, been traveling to the Philippines every, every year or every couple of years or recently, uh, recently every year to sow into a, a certain uh, Mangyan village in the Philippines. And so before I get into a bit deeper, we, as you can see, um, both of them are from the Philippines. Um, you're probably looking at Phil and goes, well, he's definitely a different type of Filipino. So Phil, wanna, so I'll let you introduce yourselves and tell us about, about where you, are you originally, were you born in the Philippines? I'm not sure. <laughs> I was born, uh, hi, I'm Phil. This is my wife, Ruth. Hello. We've got two kids who are usually quite noisy. One's asleep at the moment, which is good. Um, one of our kids, uh, our youngest is nearly a year old, and our eldest is three years old. So that's Jemima, who's the oldest, and Zeke, who's the youngest. I, that's an old photo, but yeah, that's, that's us there. This is Ruth's parents in the background there too. Um, so yeah, I was brought up in South Auckland. Represent. My wife was brought up in Philippines. Philippines. And yeah. Fantastic. Well, um, so we have Pastor Rally and Lalaine uh, Simonte at the back, and your, your parents, and so um, they're, they're an amazing couple, been, been missionaries for many, 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 many years, um, they've traveled all over the place, and, the, and God has done amazing things through their lives, and for the, for the last 20 years, they've actually been planted, um, been planted, uh, planted a church there in Malolos, Pastor Raleigh's church in Malolos, um, but, since, but since then, they've also, Pastor Raleigh, God really laid something on his heart to begin to reach out to the Mangyan people. And in particular, this particular village, the Mangyan village, which we as a church, we know really well because as a church, we've been sowing into this, this village. Um, and so the, if you understand the Mang, if you know anything about the Mangyan people, they're a very marginalized people group in the Philippines. And so tell us what's some of the reasons why they're a, a marginalized group. Okay, so um, good morning. I'm Ruth. Um, the Mangyan people who are living in Mindoro, their tribe from Mindoro, they are considered as marginalized because um, um, some of them are using the word Mangyan as, as a noun for someone who's a fool. For Filipinos, we use in Tagalog this, the first syllable, Mang. We say it, Mang Mang. For someone who's like stupid, someone who's fool, that's how they would... Wow. Um, um, yeah, give meaning to it. So usually you would hear people telling it to someone and degrading yeah. it to someone. So they're marginalized in a way that even in schools, they are not well accepted as well. So right. yeah, yeah, and in the community. That's, if, if you think of it in terms like if, if, your, if your people group were, were, were called basically stupid, that's what basically, and that's the name, and they call that for, and this is this group, now they'll call, oh, don't be, oh, you, you're acting like a Mangyan, which became, it, became, it has become a derogatory term in the Philippines, and um, this is this people group. But you're telling me they're also very, very shy because yeah. of this, so give us a, an example. <laughs> okay, because this morning I gave an example, so to be fair, I'm going to give an example as well. So for example, someone's, because um, we've got five we first had five sponsored ladies, girls, who lived with us in Malolos. So, for example, this is my dad calling me for dinner, or the 
the kids, so they'll be here and say, yes, Pastor Ellie, we, we're having our dinner. But behind, behind the door or behind the couch, that's how shy they were. Yeah, absolutely. You can understand why, why they would be so shy, especially if they're being like, um, ostracized by people. Or, or, and we all know what it's like. We've all been rejected or felt this thing of shame or this thing of some kind in life. Anybody ever felt rejected, ever felt marginalized before in your workplace, in your school places? And, and we've all experienced that before. But imagine this has been your life. And this is, and this is what it's like being a Mangyan person growing up in these villages. And, and so you can understand that why a lot of these villages... Um, and also, these villagers, they, they're kind of like, uh, they were, they were kind of like nomads, is that right? Yeah. So, they, so these Mungian people, they don't, they, don't have, they don't actually own any land or own anything, really, just the, but what they've got on their, on their clothes on their backs. And then, so they're kind of like, they, um, they kind of squat in lands. And that's another reason why a lot of people don't like them, because they're kind of squatters. And you can, you, we understand that. We understand what a squat is like. Imagine somebody squatting on your property and your place. How would you feel? Right, and um, and so you can we can understand that, but when you've got a, a people who've got nowhere to go, no place to live, and now they're they're squatting in, in some of these places like it's like a jungle where they're where they're living, and they're marginalised in that way, and this is what kind of caused your father. God really laid something on his heart to to begin to go to these these Mangyan people in Pastor Rally, um, and so they started to. Um, to make contact with the, this Mungian village. It started before 2011. This is, photo was taken in 2011. Uh, before that, way back tw- uh, 2009. And it started with a literacy program. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. So how, how did that happen? Uh, yeah. uh, with, the, with the literacy program. So um, we, we went up to the village where we offered whoever wants to learn how to read and write. So some of them, even the mothers also, um, came and they are saying, oh, we want to learn how to read and write. So that's how we started to be friends with them. Yeah, can you imagine what it would be like going to one of these villages? And they're credible shy people. One look you in the, in the, in the, in the eye, and they credible. So this is what this village was like when they first arrived. Um, but it, well, the amazing thing was with Pastor Rally, um, your father, and the, and the work that he did, they began to, because of the good work that, you, that they was beginning to do, they began to bring the gospel message to this, to this village. Um, in fact, um, and in this, see, we see a couple of huts there. This village had no running water, no running water. In fact, to get water, how far would you have to walk to get water? You have to walk one kilometer. One kilometer get, just to, to get, get water. water. And so, and here we are. We only walk like a couple of steps to get water out of our taps. Can you imagine if you're thirsty in the middle of the night? Because oh man, I'm thirsty. I'm gonna get a drink. I'm just going for a walk. Won't be long. No, see in half an hour. Okay, and um, and. So this village, no running water, so no running water, no toilets, um, no school, no education. This, this village is very, very, very basic. They don't even own the land that they're on. Marginalized, very shy. Now they're coming in. And, and even to have this Pastor Rally and his team come in there is, is, is quite exceptional that they would welcome them in through literacy. And that opened the door for the gospel message, yeah. right? And, um, and then and this, is where you, this is where you come into the story. Okay, you come into the story. And so here's a picture here. This is, you see Pastor Rally, he's the person closest to the blue drum. And what they're doing, they're installing some water tanks to get water into the village. This, now where you play part of the story is where we as a church, we've been heavily involved partnering with OMS. Owen, Pastor Owen, Pastor Owen, why don't you stand up at the back there? Wave your hands in here. This is Pastor Owen. He's the director of OMS. Also, 
is an Elam pastor, an ordained Elam pastor. He, he um, led churches. He's been a missionary to Ecuador. Um, and his wife, Avalon, do an amazing job. Um, and they're, they're members of our church. And uh, we're quite privileged to have Pastor Owen and Avalon. And so, and so, um, so, that, so we've got water running into this church. And we as a church, we sowed into that. We're part of the team. We send teams to, to this village, and we're, and we're part of this transformation. And what I love is this next picture here. And, and what you probably don't notice is that there's Owen. He's disguising himself as a teapot. I don't know if you can see that. He's this, you probably uh, you had no idea he was there because you thought he was a teapot. Well, um, and so this is the moment water came on for the very first time in this village. So tell me, how do they feel having water this, this moment, tell me, tell, give us a picture of what this moment was like. Just total excitement and a lot of joy. Yeah. yeah. They, because they'd never seen, well, I don't know, they may have seen a faucet before, you know, or a tap. <laughs> but when they turn the tap on, they're like, oh, this water. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> yeah, but the real excitement from the, the whole village. Yeah. That's, and they brought real joy to this village. And, and we take for granted turning on the tap. We really do, and, um, and especially being in, in New Zealand, little old New Zealand. Um, and so this began the transformation, the opening up of the gospel message. So you've got to understand the reason why people were there is because the word of God came on for Pastor Raleigh's heart. God began to do something, and God was doing something in the Mungian village. And we as a church, you were doing something as well. Most of us in this room have no idea what you did but you made a big difference in this village. So thank you for your giving. And, yes. and, and, and they began to do many other works in this village. And so uh, we had a team going for the, for the taller blocks. In fact, is it part of the team, if, you're, if you're part of the team that went to build this toilet, put your hand up. Is anybody in here who built the toilet? Here's Peter McGregor, Owen there. Peter McGregor at the end there. So Peter built this, helped build this toilet. So if it's, if, if they, when they started sitting on an angle, that was because, no, just kidding. Um, but... You know, we, you know, it's amazing. Like this, for us, this doesn't look like luxurious, right? But uh, let me tell you, for, for lots of people, this is a luxury toilet. Yes. Right? Yes, Pastor, because I went there yeah. for the first time, and finding a toilet is, um, I know it's not comfortable to share this in church, yeah. but what we do is dig and cover. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. For like yeah. a week, I was there up in the mountain. So I dig and cover. I said, where's the toilet? There's a, co- there's a room there. What will I do? You dig and you cover it. And I yeah. don't know how many have done that there. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I did not choose so that. You, so you, you kind of look for a ground that's been undisturbed, right? Yeah. If not, if not dig and cover, you go by the river. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Sometime. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so, so again, this is a team from our church partnering with OMS partnering with, with Phil and Ruth and Pastor Rally, going there, making a difference in this village. Now, you've got to understand this transformation of, of this village. And, and although we're providing a need, there was an even greater need that this village needed. And I think this next picture will sum up this, this great need. And um, so here we have this village. No Christians in this village. They didn't really welcome anybody into this village because they're very incredibly shy people. We've, in fact, people didn't, couldn't, didn't even bother it's not Mungian. What good things can come from Mungian people? And um, well, there's only a few people being baptized. How many people got baptized that day? There's like 40 plus. I think. 40, yeah, plus. 40 plus. Now, understand, baptism is the next steps from, from, from getting in a relationship with Jesus. And so 
already the transformation of people knowing Jesus for the very first time, knowing that Jesus doesn't just doesn't just save us, but he will transform your life. Many of us in this room understand this. We, we, where our lives have been transformed, where our lives were, were wrecked, these people, they're no different to us. They're no different to us. We, we, you know, we, we take a lot of things for granted. They don't have, but they have this, we have the same feelings. We know exactly what it's like to be emotionally wrecked, financially wrecked, relationally wrecked, professionally wrecked. But when Jesus comes, he can transform your life. And this village was transformed because of the way you gave. Because the way that you sowed, because you went on a mission trip, God laid on your heart to partner with Phil and Ruth. Um, 40 plus people on this day in this river. I don't know how many we're going to get at Raglan, but uh, anyway, it'd be great. Um, and this picture, tell us what's happening in this picture. Um, because, you know, when you first showed the first picture of 2011, that's yep. up in the mountain. Yep. But they have realized my mom and dad are rolling from up there going down. They decided to go down. So um, they started first a small hut in the middle of that. And then um, in this picture, maybe this is 2015, um, we thank you because this, this church building has been built through yeah. our partnership with you guys as well. Well, so here we have this church building. Now, the, the, see the team there? Put your hand up if you're part of this team walking, if you recognize yourself stuff in this picture. If you're in this, we got the, there's one person there, there's a couple of people at the back. We had Beth who was on the other service. And so again, this is teams going. Here's a, this is amazing. There's a church where there was no church. There are believers when there were no believers. There's a transformation of a village because of the way you gave and what excites me more is what's, what I'm going to show you in the next picture. And here we have, we have the, we've got the missionaries. As you can see, the missionaries at the back there, we've got our, there's Lois, one of our elders, and Peter McGregor. We've got Phil, we've got Pastor Raleigh, and Owen, he's no longer disguised as a teapot. And, um, and so, where are the missionaries here? The missionaries are standing outside the church. Who's leading the church service? It's the people, the shy people who will stand behind a couch or, or door. They're leading service. They're having church service in this village, this transformation of this village because of the way you gave, because of, the, of that you're willing to go on a, on a little, oh, just a little trip for a couple of weeks. You make a difference. You don't think you make a difference? You make a difference. You know, God transformed this village, and God uses people. You know how you know your purpose? Your purpose will always involve people. Your purpose will always involve touching other people's lives. And let me tell you, this village has been touched because we partnered with not just, not with OMS, just OMS with Phil and Ruth, but we partnered with God. And God transformed this village. Amen? Isn't that cool? Um, so now we, we're going to get into more into your, your realm a bit more. Um, the next photo, I'm kind of pulling back. In fact, now let's just go there a bit more. Okay, this, this next picture. Now, this is the church, and there's an add-on to this church. Now, this village, again, remember, they didn't send their kids to school. Not that they didn't want to. It's because they weren't accepted. They tried, and we all, we, we all know, we've all felt, some of us in this room have felt what it's like to be bullied at school. Now, when you've got a whole people group bullied at school, you know why you don't want to send your kids to school. So you've got the, you got the kids in this village raised without education. So... So I'm going to hand it to so tell us, so what kind of work that you guys been done in this village up until this point? Uh, we, we praise God because, uh, first of all, it's hard. Who will be the teacher? Yeah. Yeah, who will be the teacher? 
Um, so there's one Tagalog who's married to a Mangyan. Yes. And we prayed for her and she has willingly taken the challenge to be a teacher. She's not a professional educator. Yeah. But then when we prayed for her, she's willing to take the chance to do some training. Yes. And so she did some training. We prayed for her. 2015, Phil and I were here. We're just starting in the ministry. And my mom said, many have been bullied. Let's pray that there will be a school that will be open. She said, make a letter. I was like, that's May, just a few weeks. And then the school will open soon. How will it be possible? But, you know, with God, all things are possible. Amen, that's right. So, with one week, they have approved. We can open up a school. Yeah. And Ira, who's the teacher, she has done the training. Now, the government has already put up a school for them. And praise God, because that's where short-term teams sleep as well. You're right. You're <laughs> We've got a bigger room. Um, it, it's a big blessing because it, it's... It has become an encouragement yeah. for the kids to come to school. Fantastic. You know, let me tell you something. When you pray, governments move. Yeah. Governments move. So here we have, I just love this. Your mom, she's amazing. You know, your mom, she's, a, she's been teaching all these years. She's not a trained teacher, but she did. She just took up the call. Sometimes we think we're not equipped or we're not qualified. But God doesn't call the qualified. We know this, right? Because he qualifies the called. And you, when we've been called. And, and so they just started, you wrote this letter and you prayed. Yeah. And God moved, in this, and the government moved. And not only did they, they fund to extend this, but now they've, they've built a, they the, the government has built a school in this village. God moves. God moves governments. And God is always working on your behalf. Come on, you know, there's nothing impossible with God. It may seem, may seem impossible to us, but nothing impossible with God. Fantastic. We love it. And if you're going to go on a short-term mission to the Philippines, we have got teams going this year. You could be sleeping in that luxury room right there. That's right. <laughs> they Fantastic. have fans as well, and they have their own toilets. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's a, it's a nice little bucket, but no, just kidding. No, that's not. It's better than that. Fantastic. Awesome. I love that. And, and so we got so school started happening, the, the education going on. Remember, no one's in the school has, there haven't really been a school system. So when I go to this next picture, um, this is amazing. Here we go. So tell us about this, this picture. Here we go. So <clears throat> the girl you can see, that's Donna, who's uh, dressed in the graduation hat, and it's her mum there. And um, it's just a real privilege because she's the first girl who, from the tribe who's graduated high school. So just through people giving, it enables her to have shoes on her feet, a uniform, some food to eat, money to get to school. And um, it's just a real blessing to see her grow. She's now uh, started university last August, and she's the first one in her tribe to start university. She's also leading some singing. She sometimes preaches at church now. Wow. She, uh, she leads the young people and um, some of the Sunday school sometimes. So, yeah, she's starting to disciple others. So, we're just really thankful to God for what He's doing in her life. Wow. Come on, give that a hand. That's fantastic. There we go. Can you imagine? About 10 years ago, this would never have happened. 10 years ago, this village didn't have any kids going to school. 10 years ago, this village didn't have running water. 10 years ago, this, this village didn't even have a school or even a church. It's amazing what God can do. And it's really, God didn't, when God moves, He moves. 
And you know what? God accelerates. God, God doesn't accelerate you in your comfort zone. He accelerates you in your faith zone. When you step out on faith, God begins to move. God didn't call us to sit and be comfortable. If we're comfortable, we don't need the comforter. We don't, because the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit is the comforter. And if we're comfortable, we don't need the Holy Spirit. But when we step out in our faith zone, when we get uncomfortable, then the Holy Spirit comes and He comforts us. And this excites me because this is one. And this is where we go to your ministry. And part of your ministry is to, this is one kid is in the village. And it is our hope and is our dream to get every child within this village sponsored so they can go on to get a ed- good education. And I know what you're thinking, you know, isn't there kind of some kind of welfare that the government could help out? Yeah, there is, like there is in this country. But it's not about a handout, but it's about a hand up. It's not about just providing needs so we can, they can eat something or go to school, but it's about changing an eternal destination. Because let me tell you, let's, I want to be honest here. Everybody in this room, all our eternal destination, when we die, our eternal destination is not heaven. That's, that's not our default setting. There's this lie in, this, in the world that our default setting when we die is heaven. That is not true. Our default setting is not heaven. It's another place the Bible tells us it's called hell. That is our default system. That's our default settings until when Jesus comes into our life. This is why God sent His Son to come and take our place so that our eternal destination has changed and that when we have a relationship with God, that we are now sitting with the Father, that He, he leads us beside still waters, right? That His goodness and His love follow us all the days of our lives. And when we give to this village, when we sow into this village, we're not about making people comfortable. That's not what we're into. That's not what this church believes. It's about changing eternal destinations. I'm not trying to manipulate you here by sponsoring somebody. No, I don't want you. In fact, all I want you to do is pray and ask God, can I sponsor a child in this village? I don't want you to be manipulated or feel sorry about these kids. Don't feel sorry about anybody. But I want, I want you to ask God, what kind of difference can I make? Can I help change people's lives? And I want you to get a revelation from God. I don't want to tell you to sponsor somebody. I don't, don't sponsor any. I don't, I don't care if you sponsor someone or not. But what I do care is that you have a revelation from God. So God, what is it you want me to do? Uh, and, that, and that's what it, we, I, didn't, we didn't call. I didn't call Ruth and, and Phil here to come and make you feel sorry. Let's show some pictures of some hungry kids. And, and it's, not, it's not that at all. But it's about eternal destination. It's about salvation. People coming to know God. People's lives being transformed. People being baptized. People running their own church service. And what's incredible about this village, what ex- a lot about this excites me. But what excites me more is that this village is now going to other villages and telling other villages about God, about telling other villages about the, the, the goodness and the grace of God. And the reason why they're doing this is because somebody listened to God, says, go, I'm sending you, Pastor Rally, your father. And he called a whole bunch of other like-minded people like ourselves, and we got involved. And people's lives are transformed. So my question is to you is, uh, uh, all it is, is all you got to do is ask God. And it's a simple thing as sponsoring a child. And Phil and Ruth are going to be there. They're going to be at the desk. Don't feel, I don't want anybody to feel pressured at all. Pray about it. Think about it. Go away. Ask God this question. Ask God for revelation 
and I'm really, I, I, I'm excited. Like, uh, we want to, you know, we definitely want to get on board with this as well. Me and my wife and our family, of uh, of few kids and grandkids. But anyway, but I do want to, do want to. This is this is your first. You guys entered ministry first time. There's there's Phil. Um, you're not cooking right there, is that right? What are you doing? I'm washing my clothes washing in the river. <laughs> great, great work. And then you, this is early on in your, in your, in your ministry. Yeah. And, then, and these are some of the kids? Yeah. yeah. On top of the mountain. When, when, when they were higher up in the mountain, they're just young there. Younger, that's way back there, many, many years ago. And, and uh, it's, their it's their worship service. Okay, I remember this is us, we're equipping them. It's not about, okay, we're going to go there and we're going to tell them how to do it. No, this is about... Um, giving, giving people an opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus. And then Jesus takes, okay, God, you take over, you do it. And this, is, this, is, this excites me. We're just going to get through this. And this you're sharing again, serving. This is what you do. <clears throat> Sponsor. It's about raising leaders, right? Strengthening. It's, about the, it's not about the missionary leading everything. It's about the missionary standing on the outside and saying, you go for it, you go. And that's what you guys do. That, that picture of standing on the outside. Um, this is your amazing family again. Did I go the, the wrong way? That's, here we go. Oh, let's go back. Let's get that. Give another hand. Here we go. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. It's, all, it's, another, it's another gifting of you guys, right? Producing cute kids. Fantastic. Love, love that gifting. Uh, and look at this. Here we go. This is teaching. This is your education program. Yeah, that's where it started. This is. That's Ruth's mum on the left. Ruth's mum. She's wow. leading the, the kids in prayer. Lalane. As she's teaching English. Yeah. Or, uh, no. Tagalog, one of them, <laughs> reading and writing, yeah. You got to understand, she's not a trained teacher, but she got a calling from God. Come on. And she got, tra- she did get training afterwards, yes, she did. But it's uh, going, yeah. Come on, you, you, might, you might be sitting here right now, and you're thinking, what's my purpose? You might not feel trained, but you, I, oh, I say step out. It's when you begin to help people, God begins to show you purpose. And then go and get some training in that area, and like Lelaine did. And then discipleships, developing disciples. Here's the baptism, great thing. Tell us about this picture, train and multiply. Yeah, this is a program that um, associated with OMS where we do the discipleship. Um, at first, it was just Donna and some of the leaders. But now, here's these two young ladies who come aboard. And the blue, um, and, the the blue and the checkered. And the other one is a president of their women's group. Um, you know, she doesn't attend before. But because of... Those who are in the church being a light to their neighbors. Yeah, come on. So now she came along with them and now being disciples. They're, they're, they're now uh, Sunday school teachers, the two of them. Wow, come on. Uh, yeah. I see some Sunday school teachers in this room. Here we go. That picture is, is of the Manyan training it at the mother church. So that we took them out so they can start learning stuff. Fantastic. Understanding how to take the gospel steps ways, different, you know, approaches. That, so. That's amazing. And then we've got, and this is Ruth. This is the one who graduated from school. This is, this is the, the, the kid. Donna, yeah. Donna. 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 No, this is Ruth. I'm Ruth. That's Ruth. That's Donna. So Donna, she's the one she graduated from school. Now, what, what is she doing in this picture? Actually, she's sharing her thoughts and testimony about discipleship on how she has started as well. So they have questions and groupings and she's sharing what she has learned. Well, you know, this is this is a tribe of people that will be, they'd rather be hiding behind their pulpit, as you can see there. This is the trend. This is what happens when God gets hold of your life. When you feel that you're not good enough, you feel you're not qualified, you feel you haven't got what it takes. God begins to say, "Don't listen to what you think about yourself, but listen to what I think about you. You have what it takes. 
you have the ability. And I love saying, Donna, donate thank for God. That's awesome. And this is more of a, we're just going to keep going. Now tell us about this picture. The one who's in the stripes is the daycare teacher now. And after the discipleship program that we had, the next week they did this and just, you know, with the courage went up the mountain and shared the gospel. So, yeah, to a different, yeah, to a different tribe. Yes, so here we have, okay, they did, so the one in the stripes, she went to one discipleship class. The next week she went up to another village to share what God was doing. One week. Okay. Some of us, we feel like we have to go to Bible college before I can share anything. Come on, if you've got a little bit of faith, if you've got a little bit of hope, come on, that's all God needs. Whatever you got in your hands. You feel you're not qualified. If you feel you've got a little bit of qualification, that's all you need. You know, Pastor, just to share a bit, you know, why do we have... You know, what we do to others, they do it as well to them. Come on. We are sharing to them. And she told me, and I said, so when you went up there, because they have all these bags, I said, what are those things? So we brought coffee. We brought also our bread. And I said, where did you get the money? Pastor Lalane challenged us that, you know, whatever we have, we bring as well. Wow, come on. So, you know, that's the faith that they are having. Um, it's the testimony of you guys being a blessing to them. Yeah being blessed to be a blessing. So that's what's happening. Amen. That is good. And that's what we are. And for us as a church, we've kind of adopted this village, this Mungian people. And honestly, it is just amazes me when God moves. God will accelerate you in your faith zone, not in your comfort zone. Come on, it's time for us to step on out. Um, we're, gonna, we're just going to leave it there. There's so much that we can discuss and talk about. But I, I just really hope that you begin to, this isn't a traditional sermon. But there are sermons within sermons within what we've just shared about and the way that God has. You think you haven't got the ability. What's this lady's name in the shop shoe? She's Ira. And if you think that she doesn't have the ability, she only receives like $12 a month. $12 a month. Come on. But she is willing to share. She buys some stuff for the school. I said, God is doing a miracle in you. Come on. Come on. You know, I see this. Oh, I say this quite a lot of times. Two-thirds of God is Go. God's called us to go. Um, I love this, this little area. What does that say on this plaque here? Chase adventure. Chase adventure. Some of you are looking for adventure. When you're part of God's kingdom, there's adventure. Come on. Now, um, Sarah, Sarah, could you stand up, please, for a moment? Now, Sarah is um, OMS. And she's a short-term coordinator. And we're going to be sending a team to the Philippines this year to go to this village, to go to the Mungian village. We get to have this uh, go experience the toilets they've got there that's been built by, by people in this church. And... And rooms. If you want to be part of this team, go see Sarah after. We're probably looking around October, November, but we can go as a team. Come on, it's God calling you. It's an opportunity to be part of what God is doing. Um, and I really do I want you to ask and prayfully pray and ask God for a revelation about whether you want to sponsor. Don't feel pressured. I don't want, don't, I don't, want any, I don't go out there because the pastor told you no. I want you to have a revelation. And if you don't get a revelation, that's okay. That's okay. Okay, don't feel guilty. Anything like that. Don't, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But we're going to end here. If you've got any more questions, I want you to go and have a good chat with Phil and Ruth. Um, you guys done. Before we close off, what's one thing you want to say? What's God laid on your heart to say to, to the church today? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your prayers. 
Thank you for sending teams over. Makes it. He's controlling it since this morning. Such a big difference. Come on. In their lives. Just want to thank you. Keep praying. Yeah, keep praying for. Keep praying for these kids. Every life matters. Yeah, that's right. And God loves every life. Yeah. He died for the whole world, and this is just a small part of the world. But thanks. Come on. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we're really grateful. Thank you for everybody who has uh, been part of it. Um, Elim Church, you, you've, you've done a great part. You are one of the first ones, actually, who have helped us in the sponsoring. And this is really a big thing for us because um, what does it say in the Bible? You know, where the children of, where, where, the, where the kingdom of God is, is where yeah. these children, you know? Um, so let's, you know, be be part of us whether it's in prayer on or on however um it's yeah like what pastor is saying there's no manipulation or whatever force but really the prayer for the kids for salvation for their education for them to understand that you know the jeremiah 29 11 the, yeah. the lord has a great and perfect plan for them and one day who knows? You might see them, watch them on YouTube, preaching, yeah, come testifying, on. professionals, thanking the Lord because of each one of you. Yeah. The Lord bless you. And thank you also, Pastor Anz, Pastor Apor, for inviting yeah. us here. Uh, you know, I, even, even right now, as you were praying there, I had a vision of one of these Mungian kids standing in this church, preaching. Come on. Oh, now I'm getting teary-eyed. Now, like, uh, you know, m- many of us in this room, you know, we may not be able to change the world, but everybody, every single person in this room has the potential to change somebody's world. Somebody's world. Thank you so much, Phil and Ruth. and Give them a hand. In fact, I'm going to do it again like I did in the first service. I'm not going to pray for you right here because God said to go. They're gonna, in fact, you're going to go now. Go to the table out there. And uh, go to the table. They're going to be standing at that table. And they're going to be praying. And the reason why I'm doing this, and I really felt God, it's, it's what you see in the natural as, the, as them going. I feel God is, is laying on people's heart that you are going to go. God's going to, is calling some of you people in this room to go to the places like the Philippines or we, wherever it is. It's not necessarily overseas. It's within, even within New Zealand. God's calling us to go, to be a church to be a movement. A movement moves. And we're part of an Elam movement which moves. And, like, and let us begin to pray and thank God for His goodness. Father God, as we saw in the physical as people began to go. Father, even right here, right now, you're calling people in this room, stirring people to go. I do pray for revelation. You drop something in somebody's heart, whether it is overseas or somewhere locally. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you've given each person in this room the potential to change somebody's world. 
Thank you, Lord, that you're raising up world changers. And Father, I pray, and I, and I know, Lord, that, that you do change people's lives.